2: call. I love a parade, big baboons, little raccoons. Breaking the forms, tat, Love a parade, right? Right now we have a little bit of a parade going on on Wall Street. It's the higher interest rate parade. It's been a tough year for income investors, tougher than usual. I know income stocks and dividend stocks have been sweet glory, wonderful in the last few years, but this year not so much. The 10-year Treasury Bellwethers Index returned negative 3.73%. Ouch. The 30-year index off. So if you've been going after utilities, you've probably been underperforming. Even the relatively well-performing blend of stocks and income, the pro shares, dividend aristocrats, exchange-traded fund, up just half as much as the market was. When the big interest rate parade started to, to march down the road, this is where it gets a little tough to do a radio show because I'm not going to do a show about bond rates and where you should be putting income funds um, at this point in time. I will say that there are some areas of income that you should be shifting into um, if you want that same thing that you used to have. And it's typically shorter-dated funds. Shorter-dated credits help to buffer the impact of rising rates as bonds with new, uh longer maturities. We'll make more payments than shorter-term holdings. There's still a lot of stocks right now, like General Motors, who looks very attractive. Bank of America, TE Connectivity, Mastercard, who all have some yields. Mastercard's obviously the weakest of them, but Bank of America at two percent and GM at four and a half percent. AT and T is a play. Why are you saying AT and T is a play? I know, right? AT&T is a play because AT&T's Time Warner recently said, whoa, let's stop and think about that for uno momentero. Spanish, you know, for one moment. Don't correct me if I'm wrong. AT&T's Warner Media plans to launch a new streaming service in late 2019. Okay, so if you own Netflix, Netflix really doesn't have competition, do they? Come on, think about it. Eat a lot of stuff on Netflix. A lot more than you do on HBO or, you know, late night, Friday night. I'm all relaxed. I'm chilling. I'm eating corn chips on the couch. I've got a choice of looking at content. I'm going to first look at Netflix. Then I'm going to look at HBO. Then I'm going to look at regular cable or extended cable and then regular cable. I don't watch a lot of regular cable. I think the only thing I watch on regular cable now is a little bit of sports and like maybe a little bit of late night TV. So four months after being acquired by AT&T, Netflix, I'm not going to say, you know, like those ghost movies where like, did you just feel the chill? Did the room just get colder? Netflix has to be feeling the chill. Because Disney has said we're going to come out with some sort of action channel like Star Wars channel and some sort of Pixar channel for let it go, let it go. We gotta find a, oh, we gotta find a home for that song. We gotta find a home for the Pixar characters. And what happens if, like, you have kids and you don't really want the nine ninety nine or the fourteen ninety nine cable package of HBO? What happens if you just want the Pixar shows? Because Lord knows you can put a kid in front of Cars one, Cars two, Cars three, and that's your babysitter for the next eight hours. Please don't tell the authorities I said that. They'll come and take my my kids. I want babies to go. Don't take my babies. Dango. A dango ate my baby. Was it a dingo? Not a dango. dango a dango ate my baby. So, anyway, HBO is coming out with a pay channel. And they're going to put together some of the Turner and Warner Brothers projects. Direct competitor to Netflix. Amazon Prime Video doesn't feel like a competitor because you get it free with your Amazon Prime. Guess who else is going to give away video with their their hardware, their phones? It's Apple. It's pretty widely expected to be known that their video channel is going to be free and maybe even their music channel as they continue to up the price of their phones. Why not just roll it in, right? And then you really have something that other companies don't want to compete with. So Netflix, Amazon Prime, some sort of Disney action channel, some sort of Disney kids channel, Time Warner. Hey, Khaleesi, we have this idea for our show. It's going to be a spinoff of You and a Dragon Fallen in Love. Well, it could happen. Because HBO has committed to some Game of Thrones prequels. They're committed to look at. I don't know. When it's all said and done, do we want to watch prequels? It's like they were going to come out with a Titanic, too about life before the Titanic sank, but the first one kind of wrapped it up nicely for us. But I am getting jonesed for Game of Thrones at this point in time. I don't watch a lot of TV, but again, that's where the branding of HBO works. When I grew up, when I was just a wee lad of seven or six, Star Wars came out. And all my life, I was saying, if I ever have boys, I'm going to make them watch Star Wars. With me. I'm going to watch the whole thing. I'm going to relive the magic of R2-D2 arr, 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 arr. if R2-D2 was cast as a seal it would have been a very very annoying movie hey what's your name arr, 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 arr. but yeah there's magic in that and do you think I'm gonna, I am I want to show my kids Game of Thrones one day heck yeah I do not yet though can't have them just being seen in the king's head getting cut off and everything give them nightmares and wake me up in the middle of the night no thank you king who died, the queen whose bloodline is about to be out, the white walker who can fly with dragons. Pretty cool flying with dragons, right? Oh, Amen. So the direct consumer gives an additional opportunity for Time Warner and at and Maybe take a look at AT&T. You know, I've been saying take a look at Disney because this play on Pixar and uh, the paper TV, they're, they're not going to be f- stuck in ESPN hell forever. They're going to break that. So that's out there, the old direct-to-consumer play. And does that, if Netflix gets a great valuation, does AT&T get some sort of valuation for their service or Disney for their service size? Service size, plural for services. You can't say services to this 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about Roku because clearly we're talking about cord cutters. Roku's had a bad month, but Google, when you start looking at their Google Fire Stick or Google's Chromecast, Amazon's going to come out with something that's really cool. They've got a streaming service that's now going straight to a DVR service that can capture live local and and record it for you with an antenna. Amazon's going all in. Google seems to be kind of like finicky about what product they come out with. Roku ooh, seems to have the right balance. Roku stock not having the best month. Maybe maybe it becomes an acquisition candidate. Because they do have kind of a streaming service. So they do kind of have a subscription. It's not a subscription, but it is, a, rec- it is a, a tie to a customer. Mortgage rates, mortgage rates, mortgage rates. Elvis needs boats. Elvis needs boats. Elvis needs boats. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. There's always seminars coming up. If anyone wants a copy of the quotes, the quotes that I like the most of Warren Buffett, i got a pretty little PDF that you can push into your cubicle. Do people still have cubicles? Or do you, you can put on your standing desk so you can see when you're standing up, but not when you're sitting down? I've got a nice PDF on some Warren Buffett quotes. I'm going to email rob at got."
1: financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Just trust him with her so a lot of you probably know this, but I grew up overseas. And um, when you grow up overseas, you kind of learn to read overseas. And when the one way to learn to read is your big brother says, pick a baseball team, any baseball team. And uh, I picked the Yankees, the New York Yankees. Don't boo me, don't hiss. see this- bunch of uh snakes out in the audience today um so that's how i learned how to read and there was a guy named reggie jackson you might have heard of him he hit five home runs in world series or something like that and there's a point in time where my brother david pulls me into his bedroom and we're just goofing off his boys do. he's six years older than me and uh I'm sitting on the edge of his bed. He goes, If you're the real Reggie Jackson, you won't move your legs. And he's going to swing a bat straight at my legs. And I'm not going to move. And he, because the real Reggie Jackson will to move, but he knows I'm going to move. You can see how this story ends, right? Oh, he hit my legs with a bat. I know you're saying that's so sad. Do you run like Forrest Gump? Run, Forrest, run. Um, no, I don't. So stupid as a stupid noise. But the point being, it was a game of chicken. And we've we've now seen a game of chicken between China and the United States play out in what's considered a trade war. And is it escalating? Is it real? Uh, when does it really start to kick in? A lot of the key dates are after the November election, thus giving the president kind of wiggle room to, uh, to end things on the spot and or to tr- go nuclear, so to speak, after the election, depending on how his party does. Um, what's interesting to know it is it's globalization's a little bit under pressure now. Now, globalization a couple years ago, you might remember, was, was a great thing. We got Nike's cheaper. We got our computers built cheaper. We got everything cheaper. China was building it for us, and that's kind of what globalization is. I know it's a little bit more than that, but you get the idea. European Union is out of sorts with Brexit right now, and Italy is a problem. Italy has a debt problem. You know who's going to have a debt problem one day? The United States of America. You know why we're going to have a problem one day? Because we have a lot of debt, and we continue to take on more debt, even in the good times and the bad times. The United States. So it's, it's not yet, but down the road, we're going to be like Italy, and the rest of the world's going to go, those fat Americans sipping cappuccino and riding around scooters and saying, ciao, ciao. Yes, we will be the laughingstock of a nation of the world at some point in time. I like economists. I kind of wish I knew, I kind of wish I had a meat cleaver every time I met an economist. Because they always go, well, on one hand, globalization is good for the economy. But on the other hand, it creates a big big divide between the haves and have-nots. I'm like, oh, which hand is I'm going to cut off with the other one? I know you're saying the economist meat cleaver, (laughs) the economist hand cleaver. Patent pending. Oh, my, Um, But... Joseph Stieglitz is out there, and he's talking about some of the laissez-faire policies of the International Monetary Fund. Um, he's a pretty smart guy. He's won a Nobel Prize on economics. He's a former economic advisor to Bill Clinton. He opined on Bitcoin, the future of the Euro, China's options. There's a lot of stuff going on out there and uh, that economists are, are you know, really needed for right now as far as theoretically goes. Not necessarily practical, but theoretical. Premises of war over the huge bilateral trade deficit with China are peculiar. Presumption is the U.S. is better and more efficient than any other country, and if we don't export more than we import, China must be cheating. Any economist would say that premise is absurd. We live in a multilateral system. When we save less than we invest, there will be a trade deficit. Because of the very badly structured tax bill of December 2017, combined with the January expenditure bill, the fiscal deficit and trade deficit are going way up. So, if we don't import apparel from China, we will import it from Sri Lanka or Bangladesh or Vietnam. It doesn't make apparel workers in the U.S. any better off. If China agrees to buy a couple of hundred billion dollars of U.S. oil or gas instead of from some other country, then that other country sells oil and gas to a third party. So, this trade war doesn't exactly look like it's going to be make America great again, because we will buy cheap clothes from made in Vietnam. You know... I'm not the king of bad suits or cheap suits, but a couple of my suits have said made in Vietnam or made in Turkey or made in China. Like you kind of see where like the world bounces round and round. We spin me right around, baby, right around a uh, general fallacy right now is that China's not an important economy. They are 30 years ago. Who could have imagined that a country with $150 per capita income would become the largest economy in the world, larger than the United States. China's moved 750 million people out of poverty. when you move people out of poverty, we got some opportunity there to sell them Philip Morris cigarettes, sell them blue jeans from Levi's, sell them cow. We don't eat cow. Oh, we have money. We eat cow. Cow expensive. So China's 2025 strategy to close the technology gap between it and the rest of the world is always going to be interesting. We, we kind of labeled China, you know, country that steals secrets, right? So Trump sees it as unfair trade, and I see it as people are going to do business no matter what, and they're just going to find another trading partner somewhere in that location. He could do it at a similar price. So China's presenting a challenge in artificial intelligence. They're not stealing IP. They're stealing the frontier. At this point in time, the United States policies are a little bit backwards. So... Do we expect China to capitulate? No. It's not what they do. On Wall Street, they get excited when they hear, oh, Trump's agreed to meet with China. Because when you meet with someone, you typically go, <clears throat> let me let me recreate this. Throw an interpreter. Rubble, 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 rubble. Rubble, rubble, rubble. Rubble, 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 rubble. Rubble, rubble, rubble. And then we get some sort of like cheap great wall of China replica knockoff toy, and we give them something like, You know, Uncle Sam's uh, apple pie that's kind of crusty and dated and might be spoiling anyway. And both leaders walk away and they proclaim victory. You can't proclaim victory if you're not meeting and giving away cheap toys. So when you talk, you talk tough. So China's compelled by its own history and domestic uh, policy to respond and to make it look like we're not going to appease the Americans There's another country that does that too, North Korea. Not a surprise, A. So is this the end of globalization in no way, shape, or form? No. Um, The United States will buy cheap goods elsewhere, if need be. Demand for unskilled labor in the United States will go down, leading to lower wages, more unemployment, or both. Um, So what happens next? You want to get the two sides meeting just so that at some point in time they can exchange cheap toys and walk away a okay. Uh, But again, their rhetoric and our rhetoric, sometimes, like, for instance, Obama might say, well, we're not going to comment on that right now. And then Trump is like, we're going to make America great again now because we know we're importing a lot of cheap T-shirts from them. And people like cheap T-shirts, right? Lord knows, if you just take a look around uh, the city today, people like cheap T-shirts. Especially people on radio, <laughs> when they're free. Uh, long story short, we'll get our cheap t shirts somewhere else. And that's the truth. So it's not going to make America great again with more expensive t shirts. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. I like market pullbacks. For me, it creates an opportunity to potentially get into stocks that I like. I had a particularly expensive year picking up a second home. And my cash flow get a little restricted, so I haven't bought as much stock on the free market as I want to. So when I see pullbacks and I see into the year bonuses and things like that, I'm like, ooh, maybe now's my time for that, that sale to be there. And when you see, for instance, tech stocks at one point in time lost $600 billion of market value, the big, the big five, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix and Netflix, and Google, and you go, which one lost the most or which one lost the highest percentage? Because I certainly think those companies are going to be those companies for a while. Which company has the chance of being knocked out and gone forever? All of them do, right? There was MySpace before there was uh, Facebook. And MySpace was pretty darn popular. Um, There was also Digital Cities, which wasn't quite the same thing. But it's out there, so I want you to digest that and go with it. Yesterday, I did a big segment on commodities. And how there's soft commodities and there 's hard commodities, and there are agricultural commodities, and there's metals and uh you know energy commodities and different ways of looking at it, so right now we 've got a couple things going on, whether it be hurricanes or tornadoes or potentially cold winters, we keep hearing about how the planet is is dying, and uh, you know we've got to save the planet now we 've only got twenty two years left, and it 's going to be irreversible and um, polar bears are going to be extinct. So we know this all. I mean, we, we see it coming or something like that, right? So if you see a particularly cold winter, maybe you want to invest, take a look at the natural gas reserves. It's a piece of economic data that comes out once a month. And it shows you, uh, are we building our reserves or are we, we dwindling our reserves? Same thing with the oil. So if you see like, ooh, historically we're tight on natural gas, I bet we have a cold winter. And natural gas will go through the roof because we're tight on demand, or we're tight on supply and low, and if demand spikes, we are got to where we want you. Got to be careful, though, because what if the weather's not that? So winter's coming, um, according to Jon Snow. Supplies are in s- storage have fallen out of the five-year maximum minimum range. So this is the, the inventory teeter-totter, so to speak, where you may be right. But then again, to me, that's like investing in the over-under of a sports game. It's kind of random, right? So I don't do a lot of investing in commodities based on weather. But I get it. I get it. There's smarter people that do. So Uber. I've got friends who work for Uber. (laughs) Not as drivers. as His employees for Uber. But it's a funny idea to think, like, hey, I work for Uber. And uh, they're fishing around for bonds right now. And you're like, why? Oh, wait, wait, you haven't even come public yet, and you're looking into the bond market? So typically you're going to the, the people and say, hey, how about 500 mil? Can you write me a check for 500 mil? I want to pay my people this this quarter and uh, maybe buy a boat, expand the business, and you'll become owner. So usually at this point in time you're, you're going with venture capitalists, you're looking at private equity, you're not looking at the bond market. So Uber's considered a, a unicorn, Right. And unicorns are like these magical ideas that have got great revenue stories, and one day they're going to make billions of dollars and rainbows will shoot out of their butts. (laughs) Awesome. So you're not supposed to be borrowing money. And there's another company that's been doing that, and it's called Tesla, and they're losing lots of money, and they're borrowing lots of money, and they're losing lots of money. They're public traded, so they have every right to do that. But they also tied one of those borrowings to a convertible. So the people with the money are going to make a killing, a killing if in a hundred days, if if Tesla can't figure out how to pay their bills and needs to, to re- refresh that loan and or go get new loans and or not qualify for new loans. So that's coming up in about a, a early, I want to say 2019. So take a look in 2019 and how, Uber did around the earlier part of the months, where again, you could look at the stock and you can look at the, hey, it's outselling BMW. Hey, it's outselling Mercedes. Hey, they're a luxury car dealer Hey, they're legit. You could look at all the positives, but you won't see this shadow thing come into the stock that you have no clue about because no one's going to write articles about convertibles. No one. If they're going to be writing about convertibles, it's, ooh, Tesla's got a convertible? For the record, In my 40s, I said, when I turned 50, I want a Tesla. And then every... I can't say that word. Um, Every guy who rhymes with mustache, moosh, (laughs) moosh, got a a Tesla. I don't know one cool person that has a Tesla. Not one cool person. Just throwing that out there. So Uber wants to be the next cash-burning unicorn to sell bonds. And they will. Uber's one of the many cash-burning unicorns tapping the bond market right now. Uber's selling 500 million five-year notes that aren't callable for two years. And a billion-dollar eight-year note with three-year non-call period. Now, do, are we going to see amazing growth out of the company? Yes, we're going to see amazing growth out of the company. Tesla's going to come, oh, not Tesla, but um Uber's going to come up with something cool with that money, right? You don't borrow a billion-plus dollars and not do something cool. Maybe it's going to be called an Uber building. Maybe it's going to be called a, the Uber helicopter uh, ride-sharing service. They actually have a helicopter service. Whoa. <sighs> Sweet. So I, I just I threw that out there because covenants on convertibles are, are brutal. They don't make for good radio, and it, it's it's a funny way of growing your business. It's borrowing lots of money. It's like the United States government. United States government. We borrow lots of money, but we're... United States, and then we're spending lots of money, and we're seeing people economically working. Like, hey, it's like the the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Everything's fine. Everything's great. But we're borrowing lots of future blood. We're vampiric about it. Cash is blood. Money is do- the dollar's blood. It, it's it's what the economy needs to survive. And this is going to end badly. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Earnings season comes every three months. And typically the friendliest earnings season, in my opinion, is when we start getting into the new year. At the end of the year, you're starting to see, did you you do what you said you were going to do? Did you put things together? But you also see some companies start flushing their budgets. You know, if if your sugar booger says you get a thousand dollars to spend on video games a year, and you find yourself at the end of the year having only spent eight hundred dollars, you're like, I'm going to go on a splurge. She said I could spend a thousand, and you're going to spend nine hundred and ninety nine dollars ninety nine cents if you can. I know you. Same thing with corporations; they see how much is in their budget. The government see how much in their budget. They 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 flush it. They they make sure that they get it so that they can go back to their bosses in January and go, Look, I ran out of money. I need more. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the companies that I like to talk about on a regular basis, I own none of, but I'm fascinated is Roku because what they've done is not come up with a streaming device. They've come up with some services inside of their streaming device that are very, very subtle, including their own Netflix channel. A Netflix channel? No, not quite. A, a two years ago movie channel? No, no, no. It's like 10 years ago. So you got movies and TV shows from 10, 20 years ago, and no one wants to pay for them. But I'll watch a commercial if you want to really show your kid, like, here's the Archie Bunker show. You won't believe what a racist this guy was. <laughs> and like, this was on TV? You can't do that on TV. Oh yeah you could So back in the 70s we would knucklehead or you meet meathead um, But that's one of the things Roku's saying Like, There's some areas that people are, don't really They, they want to watch Love Boat and Fantasy Island But they don't want to pay for a Love Boat and Fantasy Island as part of the streaming service I was always Exciting excited and... To see who the guest stars were that week And I was always always upset When it was um, Tony Danza we're extra... He was like on every other boat cruise Typically playing a nerd or single guy not looking for love because this last one you need badly. I know. Kids will say, this was on TV? This is awful. True. So Roku's down. They they had a really bad month. And is that your chance to get in? Or do you look at it and go, I see see Palm Pilot written on that one. I see that one as just a device. And if you're not made by Google or Amazon or Apple, you're going to get steamrolled. There's a company called Palm, with had, had Palm Pilots and PDAs, and you can get a little bit of wireless service, or you can get a little bit of internet through your when you plugged it into your computer, but boy, it was a lousy device. And Apple killed it. Apple killed it. Who needs um, a card catalog? Who needs you know, all that kind of stuff when you got a phone doing the same exact thing? So Roku's kind of represented an anti-Netflix, pure play on streaming video, giving investors a way... In via opportunities in technology licensing, device sales, ad-supported viewing, content distribution. So, could Amazon acquire them? Sure, would be nothing but a thing. Does Amazon need to? They don't think so. Could Apple acquire them? Sure, would be nothing but a thing. But Apple doesn't think they need them yet. Could Google? Google probably is the one that makes the most sense because in the world of of packages and streaming, you always kind of feel Google's last, and Google's got Google's got Google TV, which is. and good service. I very much so like it, and it's a it's a cable killer. It's it's more than enough for me. And if if everything on Google TV is is garbage and no good, there's things called books. There's things called members of the opposite sex. <laughs> Go spend some time with them, charm them. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Still own no shares of Roku, but looking at it.
0: Oh, i miss waking up to the
1: sound of your voice. I'll let you down and throw right off of your good legs. I hope each day you'll find there's a mountain
0: top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding
1: shotgun underneath the hot sun feeling like a someone. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the huts, I'm feeling like a someone. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: I'm Rob Black to talking all things financial I mean. Money invested in more a
1: that I'm, dreaming of
2: if you I, I'm a little judgmental at times I'll admit it I'm very very critical as a human being If I order I won't get into me and ordering and stuff like that But let's just say I want things done right One of the things I'm very critical on is I look at people and I go "Hmm, I wonder who his, his hero is and you know, I, sometimes I'll watch the football games on the weekend, and I'm like, "Wow, there's 115,000 people in Michigan." i was doing a little college game day, not NFL game day. i was doing a little college right there. So if you maybe find some college game day music, no, <laughs> that's okay, Mike. Uh, Busting your. Anyhow, um, I look at people and I go, I, "Are they focused enough on money?" And as much as they know about two and a half men or Joe Montana or um, whatever their passion is, I'm like, do you have that same passion for your retirement? Because from age 20 to 60, you should live it up. You should enjoy life. It only goes downhill after that, right? But from 60 to 100, you have to live off stuff. So like Jamie Dimon is a person that I like enormously as an investor. and His last name is D-I-M-O-N. He's someone I'll, I'll listen to. You know, I'm, I'm not saying he's right. It's, he's just someone I'll listen to when he talks about the economy. Uh, Jeff Gunlock. Awesome. Great stuff. Neil Hennessy. I had him on my TV show 10, 15 years ago when the Dow was at 12,000. He goes, I okay, guess, so where do, you see, where do you see the markets going? Well, he goes, well, Rob, let me tell you about this, Rob. He's kind of a Dr. Phil where he kind of... He looks like Dr. Phil and he sounds like Dr. Phil. Yep. And I said, so Neil, already see the market. He goes, wow, we're all, um, 28000 And I was like, yeah, that's a good one. I'm like, that's at 12000 How can you say that? That's ridiculous. That's preposterous. That ain't going to happen. And he goes, well, Rob, the stock market doubles over 7.2 years. And historically speaking, if we put that out, it'll be at $28,000 in uh, eight years. And it was. And I was like, whoa. And I saw Maria Bartiromo. He once did the same thing to her. And she fell out of her seat laughing at him. Because it comes across as this, you know, kind of, he's a great guy. He's a smart guy. He's one of my favorite investors. Um, and he basically buy, he buys into quants. He's very much. So it's just numbers. Don't look at companies, just look at their numbers. So you should have a list of people like Jamie Dimon, Neil Hennessy that you, you go to on occasion and and say, here's my list. You know, one of the greatest investors of all time, CFP, Chad Burton's not on that list. Warren Buffett is, you should have a list like a Warren Buffett. What did he say? (laughs) Chad says annuities are trash. They make me want to vomit. I don't think that's going to be put in the lexicon of, it's great, a trap. of great memes or anything like that. Admiral Ackbar has It's a Trap.
1: It's a it's trap. trap.
2: I miss him, and I hate J.J. Abrams for killing him. I hate him. I hate you, J.J. Abrams. Admiral Ackbar. How do you explain to your children that, that there was a world with no Admiral Ackbar in it? He's floating off somewhere in cold, dead space. He was an admiral, for the love of God. He deserved better. Anyway, I'm digressing. Sorry. Keep in mind that thing that I digress with is what makes things always more interesting. So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the stocks that a lot of people are very interested in right now is GE, General Electric. And they've had problems on their balance sheets for a long time now. And they've been trying to address them. And they had a CEO who was moving kind of like a turtle. I'm a turtle. Some people believe they were prehistoric on this planet as a turtle. And they were eaten by a pterodactyl. And they were reincarnated as a human. I think most of these people are violently insane. I take a look at people who are at college game day. And I'm like, what is your future? What is your future when you're... your Hanging out before a football game, eating brat and eating uh, big sausages and and big burgers. Your future is a massive heart attack, and I, I hope you put that into your financial plan. So, am I judgmental? Am I critical? Like I started the segment, and I said I was. Uh huh. But also, I, I, I question you and I'm like really pushing you. You got to start thinking about this stuff. So you got to have a list of people that you go to, people that you like. Um, they, you know, Warren Buffett, if you could just live, the, if there was a religion, and you got to be very careful because Jimmy Buffet's kind of got the whole Margaritaville religion going on. So, Buffet, Jimmy Buffet, Warren Buffet, very similar sounding. You don't want to cross up those retirement messages. So, Jimmy Buffet, all about calming down and relaxing in retirement. Warren Buffett, all about having enough money to live till the day you die and then maybe giving some to charity. So, Uh, If you want to copy that Warren Buffett, Warren Buffet quotes live by the religion that maybe I'll start one day. I think I think Jedis were made into a religion. I think there's something like that out there. There's some group. So tying this all back together on Admiral Ackbar and it's a trap and religion and everything else. um, I don't think football should be a religion. I I think Warren Buffett should be a religion long before football. But a lot of people live their life in the world of the, the gridiron. 100 yards to glory and a concussion that one day will put you on the street homeless. Woo! Cheer for him. He's likely died on the field. We're not going to be happy until someone does die on the field, right? And then ESPN will say, you might want to turn away. So we're going to show this 100 more times. He's dead on the field. And it goes back to ESPN and Disney has a problem. They're all in on sports, all in on sports. And the sports networks charge more and more money every time they renew. Until when? Always a question of the teeter-totter. So far, so good. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.